Welcome to Truth and Wisdoms, a weekly devotional. I'm Gail Kersey, and I'm your host today, and I'll be happy to go through God's Word and deliver and show and reveal all the things that He showed me that He wanted me to reveal and show to you. It's good to have you join us here today and uh, just see what the Lord wants to say. Some of you may remember a devotional that I wrote a few years ago called Truths and Wisdom. Uh, I published it for several years via the internet on injesus.com. You can go there and look at some of the archived uh, messages there and find out a lot more about me and what I've done in the past and what the Lord has shown me. But um, anyway, I, I just welcome in again, and I just want to thank you for joining me. And I want to open with a prayer. Our Father, whom presides over all of us, I ask that you perform your word in us today, causing it to take root and bud and bring forth great fruit, which transforms us, allowing us to see, hear, and know the truth of Jesus Christ, and be able to see as he sees, think as he thinks, understanding his word, I come boldly to the throne of grace, asking in the name of Jesus, amen and amen, so let it be. The Lord showed me this truth about the mind of Christ and asked me to share it with you. He said, I want you to start a podcast and broadcast it, and uh, I w- he will be the instrument that casts it around the globe and does whatever he wants to do with it. And I'm thankful to be his child. I'm thankful to be called of God. And I'm thankful to be with you today. So if if you will allow God's word to wash over you, it will transform you. It's a simple truth. It'll wash away your sins. It'll bring you joy and peace. It'll heal all your wounds and bring you to a place you have never been to before. Then, when the the next time the devil himself, the prince of this world, hits you with terror and fear, it won't have the same impact on you as it did in the past, because you are stronger. You have more weapons in your arsenal. You can go to battle, and you know what to say and do, and you can draw upon the word, and you can quote it, just as Jesus did in the wilderness, and be victorious. The secret to victory is a lot more than just begging and praying, which, by the way, doesn't get you very far because it doesn't really contain much faith. The Word brings forth great faith. Then your prayers change. Your prayers become one with the Word of God, which is where the secret to victory truly abides. It's in the Word of God. I want to ask you a few questions, and you'll hear me ask you this question over and over. Do you know him? Do you really know Jesus? I mean, do you really know him? Do you hear him speak? Do you see his face? Glory be to God, he is real, he is mighty, he is lovely, he is everything. The Word says, James 1, If any of you lack wisdom... Let him ask of God, who gives all to all men, liberally, and upbraids not, and it shall be given him. Upbraid. What does that word mean, upbraid? It means to criticize, reproach, or scold severely. 
When you go to God and you ask for wisdom and you ask for his help and you ask for his assistance, he's not going to criticize you or reproach you or scold you. He's a good God. The accuser of the brethren is the devil, not God. A day of judgment is coming, but it is not here yet. We still have great grace, praise the Lord. So, if any of you lack wisdom, ask God. God gave everything to Jesus. The same gifts he gave to Jesus, he will give to you and me. I want to begin this introduction of Jesus with the Old Testament introduction, which outlines these gifts. It's found in Isaiah 11.1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. That sounds like James done asking for wisdom. Those are the seven spirits of God. I want to ask you again, do you know him? Do you really know Jesus? You have to know him to receive the mind of Christ, and that's what he wants to deliver to us today. That's what he spoke to me. I want you to tell them how to receive the mind of Christ. Now, let's travel to the New Testament that introduces us to Jesus in John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. Verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is John, a witness of that glory, one of the disciples of Jesus when he walked the earth. Just as John came to know him, you and I can get to know him. Just as John knew him as a friend, as a deliverer and a saver, you and I can get to know him. Praise the Lord. I want to ask you again, do you know him? Do you really know Jesus? Well, what is the evidence of whether you know him or not? Whether you truly know him? What proof is there that you really do know Jesus Let's go to Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, 
who are not walking according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That says a lot, doesn't it? Are you walking with him? Are you condemned? There's no condemnation in Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Are you free today? That's good news. Jesus came to set us free. Are you walking free of condemnation? Oh, praise the Lord. Jesus has set us free. You are free from sin and death. Or does it come knocking at your door, accusing you and tormenting you in the middle of the night? Is the accuser of the brethren running around, consuming you, filling you with fear? The word will set us free and give us the mind of Christ. Let's keep reading. Let the water of the word wash over you and deliver you. Verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the flesh, we shall die. But if we through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, we shall live, praise the Lord. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, Abba, Father. He hears you. He loves you. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so it be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. God knows that overcoming is hard, it's difficult, but he didn't leave us out here leaning on our own understanding and devices alone. He gave us Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Jesus loves us and died for our sins, and the Holy Ghost brings the power and the teaching and the utterance and the prayers the ability to rise up beyond our own strength. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, is verse 26. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit. But he that makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He has called us and empowered us to become just like Jesus. Verse 30, Moreover, whom he predestined, those he also called. And whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, those he also glorified. What shall we say of these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's what we should say. 
He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? There's that freedom word again. It's free. Freely gives us all things. Who shall lay anything to the charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ who died, yea, rather, who is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Did you know Jesus is praying for you? Did you know the Holy Ghost is praying for you, making intercession on your behalf? Open your eyes and see the wonder of Jesus. Do you know him? Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. But God's word says, no, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us more than conquerors, regardless of what comes our way, regardless. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, or things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What glorious things he has done for us. Do you know him? I want to say today, do you know Jesus? He has given us everything. He gave it all. It's hard to imagine or understand or comprehend what he has done for us. We're blind to the truth of Jesus. Our ears are short of hearing, the word says. But he says he will open blinded eye and deaf ear so that we can see and hear and know and become more like him and know Jesus. It is a journey, my brother and sister. It is a journey, a glorious journey of being escorted from glory to glory as we grow to know him better day by day. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus? It's the Holy Ghost who teaches us, leads us, introduces us to Jesus, and reveals him to us. As the Holy Ghost, ask him, ask the Holy Ghost to help you to know Jesus as he is. He is interceding right now on our behalf. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, But it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, save the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no man knows the things of God, but the Spirit of God. Do you know him? Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, 
that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. Praise the Lord. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged by no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. It's a gift of God to know and to understand. Do you know the creator of all things? Do you know the deliverer today? Do you know the one who has come to set you free? His name's Jesus. Do you know him? 2 Corinthians 3.12 Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look into the end of that which was being abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day that same veil remains untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away within Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. Nevertheless, when they shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. The veil, so you can see. No. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with uncovered face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Glory be to God. Those are shouting words. It's time to move and operate as the blood-bought, born-again children of the living God He created us to be. It's time to rise up and look in the mirror and see the face of Jesus. It's time to see the reflection of God's light in our hearts, in our eyes. It's time to remove the veil and to see God in the face of Christ Jesus. Let that sink into your spirit. Let it wash over you and set you free. Let go and let God have his way with your life. How do you accomplish all this? It's found in his word. 2 Corinthians 4. Wherefore, seeing that we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. But by manifesting the truth, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Verse 16, For this cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 
while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let God remove the veil and let you see the eternal things of God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord, for your great and precious promises. Thank you, thank you. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Once you have a revelation of all this, that's the automatic response is just to rejoice. Rejoice in him. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Fret not about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. What will the result be? And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. This is the recipe of how to walk with Jesus. The more you walk with him, the better you will get to know him. Seek him while he may be found. Jesus said, seek my face while I may be found. He also said, and I will manifest myself unto you. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus? Once you get to know him, you can't help but love him. Ask yourself, do you love him? Do you ache and yearn to be with him? Do you love him with all your heart and soul and mind, with all your strength? 1 Peter 1.13 Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope unto the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Christ. Jesus Christ. Let me read that one more time. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not fashion yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. Verse 22, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which lives and abides forever, for all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower thereof falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. God be glory. God be praised. Thank you, Lord. He's provided it all in his word. Read it. You'll get to know him. Read it from cover to cover. Don't just pull things out of context. Read the whole word and you'll get to know him. Do you really know him? He's indescribable. 
He's greater than any of our English words can define. He's unimaginable. He's wonderful. He's Jesus. He's my Savior, my love, my protector, my guide. He's everything. Thank you for joining me today on this journey through God's Word as He's led us down the path of getting to know the Lord a little better so that we can put on the mind of Christ. It's a great and mighty gift. Receive it today. I would consider it an honor to pray with you so that these promises of God will be fulfilled in your heart and life. Feel free to contact me, and I'll be happy to pray with you. God bless you. You're welcome to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it. Thank you for joining me. God bless. Just keep